Isaiah chapter 46, verse 1. Bow down hath Bel, stooping is Nebo. Bel means one of the gods that required the pagans to sacrifice their children. And Mount Nebo is a place where they conducted a lot of those child sacrifices. Their idols have been for the beast and for cattle. Your burdens are loaded, a burden to the weary. This is saying that the idols made by man have to be carried by cattle and horses or camels when they travel. There's a lot of people in the world who carry their own god. They might carry it in their car and travel with it, or they put it up on their wall. So it can't be a god if you have to baby it the same way that you would a child. Two, they have stooped. They have bowed together. They have not been able to deliver the burden and themselves into captivity have gone. Because the Israelites were carrying their idols, they ended up going into captivity themselves, and they were carried off into foreign lands. 3. Hearken unto me, O house of Jacob, and all the remnant of Israel, who are born from the belly, who are carried from the womb. And now he's continuing the metaphor, saying, You also have been born and carried in your mother's womb. God is mightier than living creatures that are born and carried in the womb, and those living creatures should not be worshiping something that they created, that they carry, and it isn't even alive. The Lord is telling the Israelites to listen to him. For even to old age I am he, and to gray hairs I carry, I made and I bear, yea, I carry and deliver. God says, I am the one who carries you. You don't carry me. That's why I am the only God. I have the whole world in my hand. He's trying to break through their insanity of worshiping something that they have to carry in their hand. It doesn't make any sense. Today, there's a lot of people who worship their own body, and that's one of the reasons why there's so much sexual perversion today. It's also why a lot of people have surgery to alter their body. They're creating their own idol, and it is their body. Some people will spend all day in the gym, and other people will get cosmetic treatments, and other people will get surgery to alter their appearance. People today are even changing their gender because they're creating a body that they want to worship, just as when you carve an idol out of wood. That's just one example of a modern idol that people have. But if we created it, if we're the ones who made it by getting surgery or whatever we did, there's no reason to worship that because it's less than us. Everything that we create is less than us, just as everything that God created is less than Him. It started with arrogance. First, we thought we were equal with God when we never were. And then we arrogantly believed that what we created was equal or greater than us. Our perspective is upside down. And the Lord says that he carries us from the time that we're born until we're old and we die. 5. To whom do ye liken me and make equal, and compare me that we may be like? The Lord says, Who is like me? 
There's only one God who commands the angels, and there's only one God who created everything. There's no comparison to him. 6. They are pouring out gold from a bag, and silver on the beam they weigh. They hire a refiner, and he maketh it a god. They fall down, yea, they bow themselves. They bring their gold dust to the refiner, and they pay the refiner to fashion it into an idol. Then they bow down to that idol. 7. They lift up on the shoulder, they carry him, and cause him to rest in his place, and he standeth, from his place he moveth not. Yea, one crieth unto him, and he answereth not, from his adversity he saveth him not. This is the idol. You have to make it, then you have to carry it to wherever you're going to place it, then you have to stand it upright, because it's not capable of getting up on its own. And of course you have to make a base so that it won't fall over, because it doesn't have feet or any strength. And then you cry to it and pray to it, and it will not answer you, and you ask it to save you, and it will not save you. For instance, today, a lot of people think that their sexy body is going to give them a better life, but they're just as miserable as somebody who's a little bit overweight and not very attractive. They have all the same problems as somebody else who doesn't have that fake body. They still have bad relationships. They still have trials and tribulations in their family. They still have trials on the job. And some people can put up a facade of looking like they're on top of the world, but we hear about those people in the news, don't we? That they died of a drug overdose or something else terrible happened to them. So it's all a facade. It's all fake. Your idol cannot save you, and it cannot improve your life. 8. Remember this, and show yourselves men. Turn it back, O transgressors, to the heart. The Lord says, Remember what I'm telling you, and repent from your sins. Stop chasing after your idols. 9. Remember former things of old, for I am mighty, and there is none else, God, and there is none like me. He says, Remember the miracles that I have worked, going all the way back to Adam and Eve when I created things, and Abraham when I made a covenant with him, and Moses when I brought the people out of Israel, and Noah when I brought the flood, and all of his other miracles. 10. Declaring from the beginning, the latter end, and from of old that which hath not been done, saying, My counsel doth stand, and all my delight I do. Whatever the Lord wants, he will make it happen. He always has, and nobody can give him advice, and whatever he has prophesied will happen. We've already read prophecies, including in the last chapter, when Isaiah named King Cyrus a king who wouldn't even live until 150 years after Isaiah died. He put the name Cyrus in his prophecy. The Lord prophesied Cyrus 150 years before he became king. All of his prophecies are true. 11. From the east a ravenous bird, from a far land the man of my counsel. Yea, I have spoken. Yea, I bring it in. I have formed it. Yea, I do it. This bird from the east is a metaphor for King Cyrus. He will be coming from the east, which is Persia. 
12. Hearken unto me, ye mighty in heart, who are far from righteousness. To those who think that they're great but they refuse to obey him, he's commanding them to obey him now, before it's too late. 13. I have brought near my righteousness, it is not far off, and my salvation, it doth not tarry, and I have given in Zion salvation, to Israel my glory. He says, my righteousness is coming. He is going to bring righteousness back to Jerusalem through King Cyrus. King Cyrus is going to cause them to rebuild the temple that the Babylonians destroyed. But this is also a reference to Jesus Christ. He is coming very soon. We need to repent now and get ready for his coming, because when he arrives, it's too late. That's why we have to prepare a way in the wilderness of our lives for the Lord. We have to prepare a straight and narrow path, just as John the Baptist and Isaiah said. And that straight and narrow path is the path of repentance. We have to be on that path now, because Jesus could come tomorrow. If we're not already on that path when he comes, we will be rejected. Here the Lord is telling the Israelites, Get ready for your salvation. It's coming. Don't be rejected when it arrives. And that concludes Isaiah chapter 46.